Welcome to my own little soapbox, where Andrea Bean Gibson stands up for wives and mothers, daughters and sisters that don't have a platform to discuss what really matters. Join Andrea and her father-in-law, Dr. Brant Gibson, as they discuss things you've wondered about and even some you may never have thought of. Now, on My Own Little Soapbox. Hello, I'm Dr. Brad Gibson. I'm so excited to be back today with Andrea, one of my favorite people in the world. (laughs) So, Andrea, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about something that's a little bit strange strange about my childhood Um, and how kind of You didn't have a strange firehood, did you? Childhood? You didn't have a strange childhood, did you? Oh, I did. I had a very strange childhood, but I feel like everybody does. Everybody does. It's all, it's all unique. All of us have our unique childhoods, but you're mm-hmm. focusing on, I interrupted you and I apologize. You're focusing That's on good. vacations and some of the things that happened during vacations when you were a child, right? Right. Um, and it's funny because we're going to talk about what happened during these vacations, but it <laughs> it's all kind of one topic that doesn't have to do much with the actual vacation part. Um, We played games all the time, constantly. We were always playing games. We played them after dinner. We played them for family home evening. We just, we played them all the time. Board games, word games, card games, poker when we got older, (laughs) you know, for no stakes, but. (laughs) um, No big stakes. Well, no, we just had chips and that's all. We just did it for fun. (laughs) That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But so you you played games in your house. Um, mm-hmm. Was this your entire? Was this always the case that, that you always played games from as long as you can remember? Yeah, as long as I can remember, and <laughs> it's kind of a funny perspective I have actually. Being the youngest one, everyone was always better at those games than I was <laughs> um, because you know they were older than me, and so they had more experience. So. I'm kind of funny to where when I'm playing games with them, I always feel like I'm not going to be as good as they are, even though I'm an adult now. And I certainly am. But when I'm playing games with other people, I always feel like I'm so much better <laughs> than they are. Yeah, because you've been playing games longer than a lot of them. <laughs> I ha- yeah, we we always have we're playing games all the time. And the weird thing is, because a lot of families play board games and stuff like that. That's not that weird. But the... The strange thing was, is we always always would play them on road trips and in lines for things while we were on vacation. So that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the unique thing that we would do. We would play the games in the car um, on the way there, and we would play um, like half the memories I have of like Disneyland trips or like uh, Six Flags trips were of us in line playing these games. Um, And a lot of these games my dad came up with, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I just want to say what they were called. Yeah, because I I just wanted to make sure that people understand because I I got a funny picture in my head of you sitting in in line in Disneyland with a board game in between you. And that's not what you're talking about in those situations. (laughs) No, no. Um, Although you could, (laughs) 
my dad could make it work <laughs> he would <laughs> um <laughs> no we so we played things like quiz game where one person would ask a question and the first person to answer correctly obviously but the first person to give a correct answer would get asked the next question and so on and so on and then we played <laughs> i don't know what he calls it now he used to call it something else and then he found out that that was a euphemism for something else so i have it called rhyming riddle in in my notes so basically you would give a clue and the answer would always rhyme um and i can't i can't remember like any of the good ones. I'm really bad at thinking of them actually. But <laughs> so the thing was, is that you would have everyone else guess. Um, and, you know, that one wasn't so structured as to where like the person who answered had to give the next answer, but we would sort of popcorn it, you know, just whoever had one would lead off. And my dad usually was the one that thought of them, but we also had some, some good ones too. Um, I wish I could think of a good one. I might, I might later on, but, um, yeah. And categorical alphabet game, which I'm sure everybody's played, but that's just what we called it, where you have a category and you think of things in that category that start with the letters of the alphabet. The only one I've ever like completed from A to Z, every answer, um, is Harry Potter. <laughs> I, there's... <laughs> There's one for every letter on that one. And most of the time for the letter X, you have to just make it so that there's an X in the word instead of it starting with an X. Instead of starting with it, right. Yeah, but Harry Potter, you can get all of them because of Xenophilius Lovegood. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and so that one's always my favorite to, to do. Um, is the Harry Potter category because I like that you can get all of the letters. <laughs> um, and that one was fun too because you would take turns on a letter. So if Brant, you and I were playing, I would start with A and I would think of the thing. If I couldn't think of anything that started with A, you could have a steal and then it would be your turn again on B. But that's right. just kind of how we played it um, to where we took turns. Was there a winner or was it just seeing no. how far you could basically trying to see if you could do it type of thing? Most of the games that my dad came up with, there was no winner. He, he liked cooperation best. In fact, if there hmm. was a game that we played where there was supposed to be a winner, he would, um, he would have us do King counter where we would be in some sort of circle or line. Um, and, whoever lost would just go to the end of the circle or the line. Um, and the person at the beginning was King counter and you're trying to get them out of their seat. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of how he played so that no one had to be out, you know? So the, um, yeah, so the he, game didn't end too. That's the other advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. It just ends when you want it to end that way right. instead of, forcing an end and he didn't like it when people got out because no one likes to be sitting out while other people are playing and so he liked to like to augment those games some some games like <laughs> there was a rhythm game that we learned in choir called Hia um and that one you kind of had to have people go out for 
because at the end it's a battle um, between the few people that are left. So that game, we kind of made him stick to the rules. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Silent Ninja too, the one where you have to touch the people's hands in the circle. Do you know right. that game? Yeah. Um, so that one too, we, we made him stick to the rules on that one because at the end it's fun to watch the last two people kind of babble it out each taking one step and swinging for each other's hands. Um, but anyway, so we played these games. We didn't play those games in line. Actually, we might have. We might have played some of those games in line. I don't remember specific instances, but as I'm saying that, we might have played Silent Ninja or Hia in line for things that might have happened. Um, I might be just talking out my bum here, but, but yeah. Um, actually, I probably should have my dad on the podcast to talk about some of this stuff. It would be fun for him to come on at some point, so we should we should yeah. look into that for sure. Yeah. Um, he'd have to, you know, call in because he lives in California, and I do not. <laughs> Correct. Um, anyway, now I'm, I'm off on a bigger tangent, but anyway, we, so... My dad always led these games to like keep us occupied from the monotony that can come from a road trip or waiting in line. Vacations are fun and you know, you want them to be fun, but there are parts that are a bit boring, you know, like when you're having to take a long trip somewhere in the car um, or if you're waiting in line for a ride and so we would play games and that's what would keep us occupied. And it was nice too for me because although I did not know it at the time, I had ADHD. And so it kind of the lines and the car rides, if, if there wasn't that stimulation there would give me that sort of ADHD brain fuzz that I kind of can't describe as anything else where I just would get anxious and just feel like I had to do something. Um, but, and I guess my, <laughs> I suspect he has, that my father also has some ADHD, um, but that's just, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Um, it was his so way think, of keeping everybody stimulated. Yeah. I think that also helped with keeping him stimulated too. And it right. kept us from fighting and it, um, just kind of kept the whole, the spirit up, I guess, of the family. And if we weren't playing games, we were singing, um, and like harmonies and, and, um, what are they called? Rounds, harmonies and rounds, because we were a family of musicians and singers. And so we could do that and it was great. And one time I remember we were having, I think Michelle's birthday at an olive garden. And when her cake came, we all sang happy birthday. And it was like a perfectly balanced four part harmony mm. <laughs> in the middle of the restaurant. And so, I don't know, that's just the kind of family we were. Um, the thing is though, that I realized as a teenager that this was not normal. <laughs> because I went on a trip from California to Utah for conference, for general conference um, with a family in my ward and they were silent the whole drive. 
And this was like, this was Bakersfield to Salt Lake. And so that's like a 12 hour drive. Now we were asleep till St. George, except for, you know, the driver. <laughs> but then St. George is like, Still four know, hours, yeah. Still four hours, yeah. Because um, we left really early in the morning. We left, I don't remember how early it was, but it was still dark outside when we left. Um, and they did that on purpose, but they were silent the whole time. Um, and that was just so strange to me because I didn't expect that. Um, I had a book with me. I had my phone with me. It wasn't a very good phone, but it was with me. And that was it. That was all I brought to entertain myself because I figured, you know, we'd be at least talking to each other on this trip. Um, but no, it was silent and they seemed not to be bothered about it. Um, and that was fine. It was it was just shocking to me because I, I thought that my experience was normal, you know, it was just how everybody did it. And then I thought, OK, well, maybe they're just weird. You know, maybe maybe they're the ones that are weird. Um, but then I went to Disneyland <laughs> with your family, Grant. Um, and it was a similar experience. You guys you guys had on like Hank Smith and music and stuff, which was good. Um, but mostly people people were just kind of doing their own thing. Like people brought laptops to watch movies on and Ryan was sick. And so he slept the whole way. And that was not good for me because we were just dating and I didn't know anybody else in the car. Right. And he was, he was supposed to be your, your introduction. <laughs> he was my person. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> um, and there were 14 of us in this giant van. Oh, um, and so that was hard because Ryan was asleep. And so I had nothing to do because I expected right. <laughs> that there would be games going on, but no. Because that's just not how other people do road trips. It's just, it's just not. And so, I don't know. I think it's a pity, though. Because I really liked the way that our my family did road trips. I liked that we were, like, we, all, we weren't gaming constantly. Like, if we drove to Salt Lake, we wouldn't be playing games for 12 hours, you know. Right. But, um, but you'd have we, periods of time when you were. Yeah. And, you know, we'd also have periods of time where we could take a nap or listen to music or do whatever we wanted. My parents would just talk in the front seat. Um, and I, but I don't know. My dad was always coming up with these games. Like when I was small, I don't know why I said small. When I was little, <laughs> we would play a game where animals were points. And um, <laughs> it got to a point where my dad had to be like, OK, if you see a herd of cows, it's only one point. Because like deer were like five points and like other animals were more anyway, but animals were points. And so I would get points every time I saw an animal out the window. Um, there was another game that we played that wasn't very safe. But if my dad ever drifted off to the side where the strip of loud noisy is for people right. who are dozing, if he ever veered off into that, um, that was called the moose. And so when we heard that noise, we would say, dad, what did the moose say? And he would translate for us <laughs> and he'd tell us what the moose said. <laughs> it was usually something like, oh my gosh, I hope you guys have such a good time at the beach or whatever, you know, um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it on purpose. 
most of the time. But um, it was just kind of a fun way to break up the trip a little bit and have right. fun little traditions. Um, we'll be right back with my own little soapbox after this brief message. Have you ever wanted to get more done in less than half the time? What if you could finish your projects five times faster? Hello, my name is Dr. Brent Gibson, and I have often wished I had more hours in the day. As a physician with 11 children, my life is really busy. I am constantly looking for a way to squeeze more into each day. Can you imagine what it would be like if I had 25, 26, or even 27 hours? That is why I started a journey and have read hundreds of self-help and self-improvement books. I have paid thousands for business coaches and even life coaches while also spending hours taking courses and learning everything I could. I found many helpful options, but I have always had one nagging problem. I could still get distracted, discouraged, and even procrastinate something I wanted or needed to get done. After years of searching, I found a powerful solution that has given me the ability to accomplish five times more in that same 24-hour period. So everyone else has 24 hours, but by doing these simple tasks, these simple processes, I was able to grab additional hours in the day without getting those hours. And this is a revolutionary book. It is important to me that you get your day back, that you get more time. So I have purchased a copy of this book for you and all that you have to pay is shipping and handling. In this book, Unhackable by Kerry Oberbrunner, you are given the steps to close the gap between dreaming and doing in just 30 days. 30 daily missions to give you back control of your life and give you more time. It continues to work for me and I want to give it to you so that you can start reaching your goals, living your dream, and enjoying the extraordinary life you were born to live. So go ahead, visit www.beunhackable.com books and get your free book in the mail. That's www.beunhackable.com books. Isn't it time to become unhackable so you can accomplish more in a fraction of the time? www.beunhackable.com slash books. Get yours today. Welcome back to My Own Little Soapbox with Andrea Gibson. But yeah, no. Oh, go for it. no, go ahead. I was going to say oh, the interesting gonna... thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to both talk at the same time and hopefully you yes. guys can listen to both. Now, the yeah. interesting thing about this is I think that it's gotten worse because we used to play games when I was growing up in the car, but now mm. people have devices mm. that keep them from interacting with other people. So when I used to take the scouts out, I would make them leave their devices home mm -hmm. because then they would have to talk to each other. They'd have to interact and they would play games. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's a shame. And I think that, as a, as a whole, I think we're letting the world take away some of these op opportunities to really get to know each other and enjoy each other's company. So, so I don't know, though, because I was going to say, actually, before 
when we were talking over each other, um, right. that I had a, an experience with the third family on a road trip. And to my knowledge, I don't believe that they were all on devices the whole time. It was just quiet. And well, they, they I, did play one game, though, because we were driving through Utah and it was, I see Temple, I win. And I thought that was weird. <laughs> but I thought it was fun, too, because they had a little game. But it was quiet most of the time. Maybe that was just because I was there and they thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I believe a lot of people don't play games. I'm just saying that we did some mm -hmm. when I yeah. was growing up, and but we right. don't now. And I, and it's, in fact, a lot of times you don't even talk mm -hmm. in the cars, which we used to always do. So, yeah. I always try to talk to Ryan if we're on a road trip. I don't like to sit on my phone the whole time, you know. I always try to get him to play games with me too, but he doesn't like to play games while he's driving, which makes sense. My mom was like that too, though. My mom didn't, my mom very rarely joined in with the games. Um, she didn't really like to play games all that much when we were growing up, but that didn't mean she wasn't fun. She was still fun. Right. She just, you know, we all knew mom, mom just wants to, you know, chill. She's good. She just wants to hear us play. And um, and that was always okay. No one ever made a big deal about it. Sometimes we'd be like, Mom, please come play with us, you know. But we knew she'd say no, and that was okay. Because, you know, Mom just <laughs> wanted to listen. <laughs> I, I kind of liked that, too, that we weren't too bothered whether or not someone was going to participate. Everyone was welcome, and no one was forced. So that was good. Right. Everybody's invited, and they could do what they wanted. Yep. That's great. That's right. Mm -hmm. So let's go a little bit more into because you said your dad was always the one that led all these games. Mm -hmm. Your dad has your dad has a hobby. Oh yes, that's a it's a unique hobby mm -hmm. um, that will out, probably help people understand a little bit more why he was always that involved in games. So you want to talk a little about your dad's hobby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So games have always been an important part of my dad's life. Right now. I don't know if he's still doing that, but he has in the past been interested in developing video or not video games, board games, <laughs> board games. And so he will think of concepts for board games. And um, even in the past, he has made the games um, and he loves he loves board games. He goes to a board game group once a week. Or at least he did. I don't know if he's still doing that. I should probably talk to my dad. Um, but, <laughs> Find out that's still what he's doing, right? Yeah, we'll have him on. I know he's been fishing a lot lately. But anyway, he so he makes them up. And at one point, he had a list of games that he had either um, made up himself or just that he had learned. And it was a really long list. Um and yeah, it was like a file on his computer of all these games that he knew how to play and how to play them. Um, he even did improv when I was in middle school and like kind of got me into being interested in improv because um, my brother started doing it too. And then when I got to high school, I joined the high school improv team and even did it in college. And I really want to go back. It's a lot of fun. Um, but 
anyway, and that's just all games. That's what I, that's my point. Improv is just, it's acting, but with games. And if you know my dad, that's exactly what he, he used to act all the time. He grew up acting. His mother is an actress. She actually worked with um, the actor who voiced Hans in Frozen. My grandmother did. Um, and so, anyway, so acting is in his blood. And games are in his blood. So improv is perfect for him. That's what I mean. Um, and yeah, and so games have always been a huge part of my life because they have always been a huge part of his. Um, and it's funny because for a while, every time I would call him, he'd, he'd tell me about his new game, whatever new game he's learned or whatever new game he's invented. And a lot of the time when I'm hearing rules of a game, it goes like right over my head. I can play the game once it's being played, but I have trouble just like absorbing the words of the rules and knowing how to put them into practice. My dad does not. He can hear about a game and just know how to play it. It's pretty impressive. So that's, yeah. That's, so that's, story. that's his big hobby. My question, yes. and I, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because people are saying, okay, he's inventing all these games. Has he ever, ever sold any of them? No, he won't. He chooses not to. Um, I've asked him about that, actually, because some of his games have been really good ideas. Like, there was this one he invented when we were little. Well, I was little. Everyone else was big. But <laughs> when I was little, uh, that he calls... I can picture the game and how it's played in my head. Wackronyms, that's what it's called. Um, and it's basically, to, to dumb it down, it's basically the acronym part of Balderdash, mm. but um, with twists. So um, he came up with a way to make it work where you don't need dice and where every time is different. So he's got a deck of cards with letters on them. And when you draw the first card out, there's a little number at the bottom and that tells you how many letters you're gonna be doing for your acronym. So then you pull out that many cards and then the letters on the card spell out your acronym. Um, and then you have a, a stack of cards with prompts on them that we all wrote when we were little. Well, I was little, they were big. Anyway, <laughs> there's a five year difference between me and the sister who's closest to my age. When everybody so. was younger than they are now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and so we would, would play that game. And the, the funny thing was that the acronyms kind of reflected whatever was going on in our heads at the time. And so, that was always fun. And it's fun to play that game now because we wrote it at such a specific time in our life that there are prompts about our dog and that there that who has, you know, since passed. Um, and there are prompts about things that were happening at the time. Um, and it's it's kind of like a time capsule to go back to. Anyway, he could sell that game. He won't, but he could. Because <laughs> um, right. it's fun and it works. It's smart he figured out how to make the rules work 
And so it's really impressive. And excuse me, he just made that for our family to play because he thought it would be fun. And I'm sure he probably plays at his game group sometimes. I don't know, maybe not, but he does this. He just makes up these games and he makes pieces for them and makes cards for them. And, um, and it's impressive. It really is. It's cool. It's cool that he does that. Yeah, because the interesting thing is, I don't know if it was Ryan, but I think it's Camilla, if I remember right, that heard that he made games. She goes, well, why doesn't he sell them? And she started talking about all the ways that she could sell, he could sell them and how much money he'd make with it, because that's just how her mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that was, and Ryan basically says, oh, he's not going to ever do that. He'll never sell them. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to get into the business side of it. And he just, he makes them for fun. He just makes them right. to enjoy, not to be like a business venture. You know, I think it would take the fun out of it for him if it was, if it was more of a business thing. If he had, if he was required to do it. Yeah. Um, Cause he has his business, you know, he's, a, he's a marriage and family counselor and that's, that's, his profession that's his business side so games are games are his, his hobby, hobby. Yeah. right and he doesn't want it to become a occupation exactly yeah yeah the interesting thing will be to see because with as many games as we, he's done and as many as i've heard of and stuff like that they're all games that most likely could be sold sold pretty easily yeah so it, it's just a matter of if if ever down the road he allows someone to te- step in and say can I take your games and sell them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's, and that, who knows? We'll see if that ever happens. But that, that's Andrew's dad and his mind works in such a way that he's constantly coming up with games. At least he was. Yeah. No, he, I mean, I don't think he'll ever like truly stop doing that. Because even if we play a game that's established, my, my siblings and I joke that he'll just change the rules. <laughs> he'll fix um, them. Be, yeah, he'll fix it. Yeah. He'll be like, <laughs> what if we play it this way instead of what the rules say? And sometimes we do if we think that sounds more fun. And sometimes we'll be like, no, dad, let's just let's just follow the rules of this one. Okay. <laughs> but it's fun because his brain just works like that. It starts the cogs start rolling when he learns a new game. So we need to we need to create the bean being game company down the road and someday. Yeah. No, he even on his Wackernims box, he's so funny. He he put his Wackernim set in a um an old chocolate milk mix container with the wrapper <laughs> taken off. And then he designed his own label for it. And he even designed a little logo for himself in the corner of the wrapper and it's two little string beans like kind of crossed over each other and it's adorable and he'll never sell his games, but he made himself a little logo. And I think that's cute. Well, I'm going to put that in the back of my mind. Cause, cause you and I at some point are going to sell his games <laughs> <laughs> with his permission, of course, but maybe someday <laughs> in the future, future you and I can pull it off and it can be, it can be your, your business that you can actually make money on while you're being a mom and while you're taking care of your kids, right? Yeah, I don't think he'd hate that. I actually had an idea that I thought would be fun for games 
And then they did it on the Great British Baking Show. And I was like, hey, so. That's my game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because they. So I had an idea for like, you know how those they sell kits for gingerbread houses? Yes. They should sell kits for board games that are cookies that you can decorate and play with and eat. Hmm. It's like a mixture of my dad's hobby. And yours. And mine. <laughs> yeah. So you need to talk to your dad, say, I need you to come up with a game that I can I use cookies have. for. I've talked to him about this. I don't remember why we didn't end up doing it, but we didn't end up doing it. I'd have to bake a lot of prototypes. I'm not very good at decoration. I need someone better like Leandra to help me with the decoration. I'm good at the baking though. My food always tastes good. Although for some yeah. reason I can't get a pyrite at your house. They always end up runny. It might be the the help. But <laughs> <laughs> they always do exactly what I say. Yeah, but they can't adjust. That's the thing. A good cook mm -hmm. will adjust as they look at the mm -hmm. look at it and say, Well, this doesn't look right, and they'll make adjustments. So they'll learn. Coming up next, Rants from a Hat with Andrea. But, okay, so we're going to move on from this, kind of. I'm going to actually have you do a rant from the hat today on a very similar subject. And we're going to talk about what your favorite games are to play and why. Okay. Every time you say rant from a hat, my brain goes brant from a hat because that's how my yep. brain works. It goes to punt. <laughs> so my favorite games to play. <laughs> is that what you said? Sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was another that was squirrel situation. <laughs> that was the thing though about, and now I'm going to go off tangent about the, the, the rhyming riddles game that we would play is that, Often they were puns as well. And so they worked on several different dimensions. Um, because that's how your family is, yes. Yes. Because we are a little bit. So, favorite What's game. What's a nice word to say that? Anyway, favorite <laughs> game. <laughs> I like a lot of games. I like games that get you up and moving. Um, so... If we're talking board games, that's a different story. If we're talking games just to play whatever, I really like like improv warm-up games or like that rhythm game I mentioned that we did in choir. Um, although that one's hard for me because I am a bit rhythmically challenged. It's one of the reasons I'm not a music major anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, but so there's this game, right, that we learned in improv um, and I've played it with your family before and it's called Hotspot and it is a game with singing so my favorite um, it, and basically there's one person singing in the middle of a circle um, singing singing just whatever song comes to their head and then when that song reminds someone in the circle of a different song they tag the person in the middle out and they sing their different song 
and so on and so on until someone gets bored. Um, actually, until the, the song that you started with gets sung I'm again. Right. That's, yeah, that's the end of that one. And that one is fun because it gets you out of your shell and it gives you an opportunity to sing. And it's just, it's just good, clean, fun. I liked it. I liked playing it in high school. I liked playing it in college. And I really liked playing it again with your family. I think it was on my birthday. Um, it was I just, that's a good game. But if we're talking like a board game or something like that, <laughs> um, when I was a kid, we had this game called Quelf. And it was just a bunch of silliness um, where basically every, every turn you had attention on you. Um, and I liked that game. Um, and the cards were silly things like there would be, there were blue cards that applied um, for more than just one turn. So you'd have to do something every time. Um, one time a cousin of mine picked up a blue card and it said that every time you have, I don't remember if it was every time someone picked up a card or every time they picked up a card, but every time someone picked up a card, um, they had to clap their hands and go abracadabra with sparkly fingers. Um, and so every time that came up, it was really funny because the cousin just did it very straight faced. He would just go abracadabra and that was it. And not, like no flair in his voice, which made it even more funny. Um, it, yeah. And so that game was a lot of fun when I was little. Right now, though, it's hard to say. I like a lot of games. I have a hard time picking favorites of anything. So if you ask right. me what my favorite we've, we've no, anything is, <laughs> yes, I have trouble. If you ask me my favorite food, I will tell you potatoes. If you ask me my favorite dessert, I will say chocolate, anything. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. Right. Um, it, that one comes to mind. Cover your assets comes to mind. Um, some games that I've played recently. Code names comes to mind. I like code games. So, what was the Ooh. last game you played? Oh, go ahead. I don't remember the last game I played, but I will think about that in a minute. Um, Taboo is a game I really like, and it's a game my whole family really likes. And it's a pity because it's not Ryan's favorite type of game, um, but we like word games. And so, for people who aren't familiar with Taboo. Um, you have a card and you have a word at the top that you're trying to get your people to guess and then a list of words at the bottom that you cannot say. And so it just it turns into silly fun because you have to say things in such crazy ways and you're trying to get as many words as you can. And it's as it's fast fun. as you can. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it And it gets so silly that sometimes. There are things phrases that people say that we still remember like one time my brother <laughs> it was his turn and his clue was it's when you get bonked on the noggin and then you go what and then you're like what and we knew immediately that he meant amnesia <laughs> but we all broke out laughing because he couldn't say so many words he couldn't say head he couldn't say hit he couldn't say memory things like that and so <laughs> His clue was, when you get bonked 
on the noggin and you're like, what? And we still remember that clue. <laughs> um, and it worked. So it yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. So taboo, that's one of my favorites. Fun. Yeah. yeah so, so, <clears throat> so if you can't come up quick, if you don't know quickly what the last game you played, we probably can end here and kind of talk about where we're going from here. But at your house though, is the thing. Becca likes to play games. Becca always wants to play a game, yep. Yes. But I, I want to say, and I, I think it was that game that we got you guys for Christmas with the pens and the, the words. Can't remember what it's called or what the point of the game is. Oh, they give you like a prefix or a suffix and you have to come up with an ending word and you want to match other oh. people. That game. I think that's the last game I played. It's been a while. That's probably true. Yeah. Or cover your assets, actually. Yeah. No, no, no. I remember what it was. Okay, I played Spot It with my nephews while I was over at their house a couple weeks ago. Oh, I remember. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I was going to say, Ryan needs to play more games with you if, if that's one of your favorite things. and. It's hard when there's only two of us and we have a it's toddler. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder because you got a baby that's going to interrupt. and He's walking. Like, yep. as a mode of transportation. He didn't used to do that. It's very sweet. I just wanted to put that plug in in case I listen to this later or Danny does. And we just have that little marker on the year of our Lord 2021. The date is <laughs> June 10th. My baby boy is walking as a profession <laughs> more than he's crawling more well man it's, it's about 50 50 but about that's 50, still, 50, 50 still. That's a lot way more, more than, he was, than he was yeah yep. okay so one of the things we're not going to do in the past we've always asked you what your topic is going to be next time what we're finding now as we're getting into this is that that sometimes the best thing for her to do a podcast about is what she's currently thinking about so instead yes. of have, making her plan it for next week, we're going to let her th think next week. And when we talk about it, she can just come out and talk about it. It was nice when I had a list. I felt so organized. I missed my list. It's gone now. So we'll work on a list. If we get another list where we have a list, yeah. we'll worry. We'll do that. But I think yeah. right now the best thing is to allow you just to plug in. She's still going to do the food safety at some point, but it will probably yes. just it'll probably just show up. Yes. Um, so. I may talk about Into the Woods. It depends on how I'm feeling. I was going to talk about that today. And then as I sat down to write it, I was like, mm, nah, not feeling it. So I changed the topic. <laughs> Wasn't catching your catching your interest enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for being here. We're so happy you're still listening and you're still joining. And we'd love to hear any comments you have. What was your favorite game? What games did you play as a family or did you? play games as a family that kind of a thing so did you play any versions of the games that i described that my dad taught us that's what i'm curious about <laughs> if anybody else has them or if they really are all his <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> perfect okay we will see you again or i guess i will see you again next week well everybody else will just hear you probably so yeah probably <laughs> okay bye
Thank you for listening to My Own Little Soapbox with Andrea Bean Gibson and Dr. Brandt Gibson. We'll be back next week with another discussion from Andrea's Soapbox. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know and share it with your friends, too. And if there's a subject you would like considered, please leave a comment so Andrea can discuss it in a future episode. My own little soapbox.